Hear ye, hear ye, word nerds. Be forewarned. This podcast contains saucy language of the modern and early modern variety. So plan your listening accordingly. Or don't. That's a choice you can make. Don't say we didn't warn you. Let's do the thing. Cool. I'm just going to crunch on candy the whole time. It's just going to be... Great. It's the... <laughs> Super classy. That's why people tune in. Yeah. Really. I'm not going to crunch the whole time. <laughs> Promise. going to be that annoying lady in the theater mm-hmm. who just unwraps her all of her crinkly yep. things and chews really loudly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, just in case folks were, like, missing out on the live exactly. experience of exactly. that annoyance, now you have it virtually. Shakespeare Show. We are your hosts, Jess Hamlet and Aubrey Whitlock. And together, we are Whamlet. And this week, we're talking about the state of the world. Uh, and then, if we have time, um, we might get to Thomas Haywood's Fair Maid of the West. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. Thank you for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoy the show and come back for more. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, so, what choice do you have? You're all yeah, locked right. up. So, like, we'll see you next week whether you want us to be there or not. <laughs> <laughs> we will come into your homes. <laughs> Social distancing doesn't count when we're on your phone. <laughs> hmm. um, so what the fuck is going on, dude, in in the world? Any big news this week? Anything happening? You know what? It's been pretty quiet. quiet. (laughs) Bucolic, I think, even is idyllic. We laugh to keep from crying. (sighs) Yeah, so. It's the apocalypse. um, Well, I mean, it could be worse. So let's not call it the apocalypse. It's about to get Um, worse, babe. It'll be worse by the time this goes out. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the playhouses are closing uh-huh. because hashtag coronavirus. Um, my own playhouse, the American Shakespeare Center, among them. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you want that? Talk about that. I mean, yeah, I guess. Um, you know, I mean, what's so ironic about all of this, and it was just written about in the Washington Post today. Uh, yeah, I just saw it. We we like just put out a plan the week before like we just announced within the company we're gonna Mm -hmm. make a bigger announcement of it later this spring of like a five-year plan to do all kinds of great stuff um, which we still mostly plan to do except that a lot of our plan relied on us having some cash reserves Mm -hmm. on hand um because right now we do not Uh, Mm -hmm. and in times of crisis like this we are fucked um which like literally a week later uh was was very very real about 18 full-time employees including myself have been furloughed um hopefully not forever um we're what we're is that what does that mean furloughed for us means yeah. that i am going on unpaid i'm basically being laid off 
I'm I'm being laid off because um, oh, I'm yeah because it's without pay. Yeah. So some furloughs involve pay at some jobs. Um, not so lucky at a theater job <laughs> for that. So yeah, we're we're going down to like a skeleton crew of essential admin uh, who will be on halftime and a couple more people who will be on quarter time. So like working mm-hmm. 10 hours a week. Um, but then the rest of us are on are furloughed for about nine weeks. We hope to come back at the end of May. And we hope and that is when we want to, we still right now have plans to do our summer shows and pick up where we left off for mm-hmm. the summer uh, and bring everybody back. So as long as the outbreak here follows the kind of two-ish month trajectory that it has mm-hmm. followed in China uh, and other highly affected areas, mm-hmm. um, you know, as long as we can actually socially distance and do what we're supposed to do to prevent mm-hmm. the spread of the disease, um, I will have a job to go back to in the summer. So uh, it was, you know, yesterday was a really rough day for the company. Um, it was a really, yeah. really rough day. Yeah. Everybody cried a little bit. I will say this, though, you know, it, late, being laid off sucks, um, mm-hmm. but the administration at the American Shakespeare Center did literally everything they could to lay all of us off, actors included. The actors are part of, they got two weeks notice instead of just being cut off. Um, Everyone is trying to be as humane as possible. Um, We still get to keep our insurance. Oh, crazy. Yeah, it's kind of incredible and totally unheard of and very, very generous of our board of trustees that we not only are keeping our insurance, but um, the company is taking on paying for it 100% in these two months. So like, you know how in your paycheck, you know, you pay a little bit yourself and the company covers it. They are covering all of it for us for two months. That's amazing. Um, Which like in a pandemic, you know, like (laughs) where everybody is, you know, at at some risk um, is, is incredible. And, uh, it really softened the blow, I tell you. Um, I'm still freaking out for money reasons, but like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna learn how unemployment works, um, and that'll <laughs> that'll be a learning experience for me. Uh, yep. Yeah. Good. And with any luck, you know, won't have to stay on it for long. And I know that I am, you know, even with my troubles, I am in a much better position than a whole mm-hmm. lot of other people. Uh, and I and I recognize that. I get that. So. We're all in this together, and this is going to suck until it sucks less. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and then it'll suck less than that. And I just have to have hope that no matter what, it, you know, tomorrow's going to come. So that's, you know. Yeah. I mean, the world will continue to spin. Time, even though it is a social construct, will continue to pass. <laughs> yeah. How are you? Things, things are, well, uh... Better than you, um, I you know I'm I'm a student and also because I'm a grad student I'm like a weird hybrid employee right. um, and because I'm a chronic worrier, uh, I got to my administration weeks ago when this was all still life was normal. Um, and I asked all of my questions about like, if this happens, what's going to happen to us? Uh, and the, the answers were always, you're going to be fine. And uh, we, you know, we are going to be fine. Um, 
we, we're on spring break right now. Spring break. In yeah. quotes. <laughs> um, Extended spring break. Spring break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We are on week one of our, we are on scheduled spring break. Ah, uh, yes. And then next week is extended <laughs> spring break. Um, yeah. On, on the 12th uh, at like 5.30 PM, uh, the University of Alabama system, which includes at least three schools, I'm not sure actually how many because I don't know, mm-hmm. um, announced that they were they were going to extend spring break and go to online classes for at least two weeks. But let's be real, it's going to be the rest of the semester. That's just the way it's going to be. But I'm not teaching the semester, so those things don't affect me the way right. that they affect every uh, single other one of my colleagues and uh you know my faculty themselves um i'm taking one class right now it's meets one day a week uh for an hour and it's on like job market prep so <laughs> god <laughs> yeah, right yeah um great that i mean that's all work that frankly i don't need to be in a classroom to do i yeah. can write a cover letter from home i can work on a teaching statement from home i can revamp my cv from home so it's scary it's real scary um and last or the the most recent information that i have of course is um that i think i think the 23rd next monday the day that this will come out which is supposed to be was supposed to be the the day we came back from break i think support staff at the university are going back to work that day like the library is still going to be open the student health center is still going to be open we'll see how long that lasts yeah. because this shit isn't getting better has alabama soon. had many cases yet uh six or ten okay not yeah. i i mean let's right. be thinking about that though and how tests of aren't course. happening yeah um yeah there, I think there's been one confirmed case in Tuscaloosa and one in Birmingham. I am not up on the numbers because I'm not. Yeah. Um, for self-preservation reasons as much as anything else. Yeah. So, you know, like like many, if not all, campuses in the country right now, yeah. the, the conversation is how do we switch from face-to-face instruction to online instruction? How yeah. do we How do we make that... Uh, a transition that is helpful for us and our students and accomplishes the goals of our class. So, you know, all of all of my friends and colleagues are, are just trying to get through that. And then, of course, today, like two hours ago, the Shakespeare Association of America announced yeah. that they were canceling their meeting. I got which that email. That we all knew was coming. We all yeah. knew it was coming. Yeah. It's still and just it's the right. Gutting. It's yeah, I I canceled all of my travel last week, Thursday or Friday maybe. Um because the university had sent an email that was like, "Hey, uh we're not paying for anyone to travel anytime soon. So if you have travel coming up, you got to cancel it." Yeah. So I did. Uh, and I cried and it was real upsetting. Um so it'll be it'll be interesting to see what next year looks like yeah. for SAA when we're in Austin. Um and some of this year's program is going to carry over and some of it's not. And, um, 
We'll see. Uh, you know, I had emailed, I'm in a seminar and I'd emailed them the same day that I canceled everything. And I said, you know, I, I won't be in Denver. Um, but if, if there, there are plans to like continue the seminar online in any kind of way, like, let me know. And they were like, yeah, we've got plans, but we don't know what they are. And I'm sitting here like, well, that's not helpful because you gave me a deadline to like read shit. But if this isn't happening, I'm not going to read shit. So, um, you know, that's fine. Like I, that sounds real shitty. Um, because they, like everyone else are trying to do their best. Uh, and they are both tenured faculty, uh, I think at universities. And so they're managing all kinds of things. Um, so I, I, that sounded shitty and it was shitty and I acknowledge that and I will retract those statements and sentence. I will not retract. I will. I don't mean to be shitty. I understand. Yes. And I'm sorry that I was shitty out loud. <laughs> yeah. The world is in disarray. The world is in disarray. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. The bulk of what I did today was send out. I mean, apart from trying to help the ASC manage its own digital output. Right. We're, we're mm-hmm. struggling with how to do that, too, and how to stay relevant and how to kind of keep our heads above water digitally. Mm-hmm. But also a fair number of emails just being like, just to confirm blah 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 event this spring is definitely canceled and like (laughs) my calendar which is usually very full starting around this time of year through Mm -hmm. july yeah is very very empty right now um because event after event has just dropped away you know and and again like you say you know for the right reasons you know we had to cancel like one of the community events that we love to do but that we're going to have to cancel is the birthday party. We always do a Shakespeare's birthday party in mid April and just all of our stuff, you know, is canceled and not even because really we project that the outbreak will be that bad by that, by this time next month, but also because we've all been furloughed. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so there's no staff to cover it. It's, it's rough. Everybody is struggling to find ways to to do stuff online and I'm choosing to look at it as like a a plus at least for us like there there's a lot of ways that in our education department we were we kind of had on the back burner of like hey you know we should try something digital and we were thinking about rolling that stuff out in the fall (laughs) well now we are literally forced to we have to yep so I mean we're we're adapting everybody is adapting Yeah. Yeah, we're learning how to adapt. So I can understand how the folks at SAA are just like struggling to stay above water. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just like everybody else. The terrifying thing. Yeah. Uh, for, for every reason, you know, the world is about to change in pretty alarming ways. Um, because that's what pandemics do. So, so just, just to put it out there for our listeners, stay the fuck home. Yeah. If you at all have the option and we understand that thousands, millions of people in this country do not have that option. But if you have the option, stay the fuck home, self-isolate, do not come into contact with people. Because even if you don't feel ill, 
you can spread the disease. That's how the pandemic works, okay? Um, And immunocompromised people and elderly people are going to get hit real hard, and it's not going to be great. And then the hospitals are going to, you know, look at fucking Italy. You know, it'll maybe by the time you hear these words in your ears in six days time, we'll already be there. Stay home, stay home, stay home, stay home, stay home. I'm on day four of a quarantine and I'm going stir crazy. Um, But I also am still healthy and I'm not infecting other people. And that is the most important thing. I'm taking care of me and everyone else. Yep. Stay home. Um, Yeah. I might do the same thing there's some stuff that i have to get done in person mm-hmm. with other people but after that there's a lot of stuff that i can do from home and i'm gonna see if i can yep. do that until i'm furloughed anyway so yep. and then best believe girl i'm gonna be out in my garden my garden is gonna be pimped as shit <laughs> by memorial day oh my god i'm gonna have Love nothing it. else to devote my energy to and so I'm going to have the best DIY victory fucking garden <laughs> you have ever seen. <laughs> I'm so pleased. Uh, yeah. um, well, I mean, gardening is is, in fact, a lovely way to cope in it this is. time. Yeah. Uh, as long yeah. as, you know, you're not going to a community garden yeah. where you'll interact with members and of the nope. community. It's just mine. <laughs> yep. Do that. Do that from home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, also podcasts are a lovely way to pass time in quarantine especially podcasts about Shakespeare with just a healthy backlog of episodes yeah right (laughs) three seasons swear to god you will like (laughs) just binge listen to us and Mm, you will learn god help you (laughs) you will though you'll be so fucking educated by the time yeah yeah, by the time this all goes Not away. Not only about Shakespeare and early modern drama in general, but also about, like, my sex life. <laughs> <laughs> about my pets. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You about, will uh, feel like you're right yeah, here in the yeah. room with me. It's you. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, will, you will learn some things. Maybe not my sex life. Maybe that's a little it's a little heavy handed. But you'll learn some shit about our personal lives is the point that I'm trying to make uh-huh. if you if you go back. Uh, yeah. And also you can you can hear our sound improve. That's true. As we learn things and you get better. The mics. Evolution. Yeah. Um, yep. Let's see. So with with coping, you know, with having to stay home and uh, with with the closing of the playhouses and the schools and the bars and the restaurants and everything we're all concerned right about how we're going to survive this and then when we do survive it what we'll we'll have to come back to so if you like me are newly at home bored with with nothing to do and you are concerned about how you can help your local businesses survive you should ask. You should ask your local businesses what you can do. Um, things I've seen on the internet is buy gift cards, mm-hmm. especially if you can do that via phone or the internet that you can then use once they're back in business, right? Um, yeah, that gives them cash on hand now, which mm-hmm, they desperately mm-hmm. need. Um, yep. And that goes for your local theaters and other you know, yep. artistic uh, resources in your area, you know, um, mm-hmm. buying a subscription, a ticket subscription or mm-hmm. a gift card or something like that gives that company cash on hand 
right now, Mm -hmm. which you can then use later. Yeah. Um, And just a plug to, you know, support your local businesses first, like Domino's, they're going to be okay. Domino's will be there, but like your local mom and pop pizzeria down the street is not. So lots, lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of local restaurants across the country are, are coming up with, you know, curbside pickup type things that minimize human contact. And of course, as the, the news and CDC and WHO and everybody tells us, uh, the coronavirus is spread person to person and there's very little risk, uh, via cooked food. So do that. Um, Mm -hmm. and for those of you in the Stanton area, if you let Chicano Boy go out of business, I will personally be coming for you. Oh, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, knock on wood, but like Chicano Boy has their shit handled. Like they've put out stuff on Facebook and I've seen there. Yeah. And actually, you know, just a shout out to my little community here in general, like immediately this week, um, some groups, some community groups have gone up on social media about like basically crowdsourcing resources and who is able to help and where you can give and who needs help um, and and instruction from home because God knows every parents the world over are dealing with <laughs> their squirrely little kids um, and yep. needing more online resources and so like where to find them and people providing that stuff for free you know mm-hmm. it's it's been um, kind of amazing I mean some of the landlords that the ASC works with have already waived rent for the next few months for us which is kind of incredible um and generous so so there's a lot of you know if just ask around in your community you Mm -hmm. know it doesn't hurt to ask like can i get help or who needs help you know yeah um and how can i help um one it'll give you something to do and (laughs) two (laughs) like it just really doesn't hurt to ask in a in a time like this this kind of i'm just gonna show you how old i am but like this kind of reminds me of how it was right after 9-11 a little bit a little bit i mean it wasn't like as life-threatening of a crisis no for this it was much more localized it was yeah it was very localized and it was much more like everyone's around for sort of emotional support for each other if you weren't in direct in a directly hit area but like that is the kind of vibe that i'm feeling right now yeah Um, so for the youngins listening (laughs) <laughs> this is kind of what it was like, you guys. Kind of. Mm, kind bit, of, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I emailed my yoga studio and I said, hey, it's super important to me that you guys make it through this because you are the... I mean, this is going to sound shitty, but like the only thing about Tuscaloosa that I like and that makes it worth living here to me. So how can I help? Um, yeah. So, you know, and if you've, if, if, you know, there's a a business that you support that you haven't seen anything from social media about like how they're planning to get through and how you can help, like ask, call, email, maybe don't go by and bang on the doors because of social distancing, but like, (laughs) yeah, you know, get in touch, um, and, and ask Amazon's going to be fine. Amazon will be there when you get through this. Don't don't go to Amazon. Yeah. Unless you're going to them for a job, which a lot yeah. of people are. Um, yes. Do that. 
you know, as are uh, the folks at Grubhub. Grub, some some industries are expanding right now. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for mm-hmm. a side hustle to get you through this recession, you know, which um, do that, do that. You know. Yeah. But yeah, like yeah, like Jess said, Amazon is going to be just fine. They'll be fine. Yeah. Your local bookstore, maybe not. So also, uh, in this this time of uncertainty and unrest and upheaval um there are lots and lots and lots of ways for you still to consume art yeah we have a a a list of them a list of some of them for you that i'll talk about now but we'll also throw up on the the landing page for this episode so and i think that'll be Um, a growing list too i think if people send us stuff or if we find more things we're going to keep adding that to the landing page list Yep. Um, so the first one is uh, Theater Wit out of Chicago um, is opening their run of Teenage Dick, which is an adaptation of Richard III. Nice. They're opening that on Friday the 23rd, so right before this episode comes out for you all. Um, and they are selling tickets to watch a live stream of an, a basically audienceless performance, mm-hmm. but for the entire run of their show they're going to live stream it so any any scheduled performance you can buy a ticket to to a live stream for a fairly reasonable price i have purchased my ticket i'm gonna watch that shit because i really want to see teenage dick i've heard good things about it Mm -hmm. um so that's the first thing that's up in the world uh also the the met the new york met the opera people are live streaming their shit uh they've got a whole week of stuff that i think is this week which is maybe not helpful since this will go up after that but um i think there will be further opportunities to live stream some of their stuff so we'll we'll put that up and you can check that out Mm -hmm. also get some opera in your life yeah my listen, friend Melody to... is up there with the Met yeah? right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. I met her back in the day. We were at like a teacher's thing in, gosh, over a decade ago. Um, but I've been keeping track of her. She's been at the Met for a while. So, yay, Melody. What up, Mel? Yeah. If you are a, a person who likes to stream things, you can continue to stream things via broadwayhd.com mm-hmm. um, which has a whole backlog of Broadway performances um, of all kinds of things and it's great and you should get on that. That one's a subscription though, right? That one you pay for? It is, yeah. This, you, that's you, like you, a you, streaming uh, channel? Yes, yeah. yeah, it's like a channel. Yeah. Okay, um, That's what I thought. I don't yeah, I don't think it's unreasonable. I also think they've got some pretty generous trial situations. Yeah. Um, and as this continues to be what this continues to be, I would expect that they might, uh, like many other places, offer some discounts and reduced mm-hmm. and some free and some stuff. So keep an eye on that. Um, the Berlin Symphony Philharmonic Ooh. people. Uh, there, it's Germany, Berlin. The Berlin Philharmoniker. That's what they're called. Philharmoniker. Aww, that's so cute. In My German. German boyfriend is gonna be like, "That's not how you say that word." But hey, um, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, they are offering. It's called Digital Concert Hall, so it's pretty much everything that they do, and it is one hundred percent free. Cool. 100% free uh, until March 31st. So 
get on that. And it says redeem the voucher code by March 31st, which means I think that then it might be good after as long nice. as you get in by, by the 31st. Yeah. Um, so that's if you're into some classical music, get in for that. Uh, and then <laughs> Ooh, we just took a, a dip into the Midwest. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> um, and then finally for this segment, uh, there's there's a whole list of museums around the world that are offering free sort of virtual tours that you can do uh, online from nice. the comfort of your couch, uh, including the British Museum in London, the Guggenheim in New York, the National Gallery of Art in D.C., the Musée d'Orsay in Paris. Ooh. I'm sure I said that wrong because I don't speak French. Um, the National Museum of Modern and Contemporary Art in Seoul. Cool. The I'm going to butcher this one again. Pergamon Museum in Berlin. It's probably not how you say mm. that. Uh, here's another one. The Rieks Museum in Amsterdam. Uh, the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam. The Getty in Los Angeles. The Uffizi Gallery Ooh, in the Florence. Ooh, the Uffizi, Uffizi. 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 Yes. Uffizi the Uffizi is the famous home of the David. Oh. Yeah. All right. That's where the I'm David sure lives. That. that big cool. dude well, with the big head and the big hands and the teeny tiny <laughs> prick. The, Yep, that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, this, that's there. Uh, also, yep. the the Art Museum of Sao Paulo in Brazil, the nice. National Museum of Anthropology in Mexico City. So you can see, like, all kinds of shit. And the first cool. one that I'm going to do is the, the British Museum in London, because, like, I want to see them artifacts that they fucking pillage from all the places they colonized and won't mm. give back. Calling you out, England. It's fine. <sighs> oh, England. Yeah, so we'll we'll throw a, a link up to that. Uh, and then, of course, we're not closing. Yeah, no. Um, podcasting is one of the few mediums not really impacted at all by the closures of literally everything. So we're going to continue to deliver our signature classy mm -hmm. as fuck content mm -hmm. as scheduled. Yeah, we don't have advertisers, so uh, yeah. we're still doing this for free. Yep. You're welcome. Yeah, we've got, uh, what, another two-ish months of episodes yeah. scheduled we'll go we'll go into the into may yeah. um before we break for the summer so yeah we've got like uh, another six weeks i think we have six yeah, episodes after yeah. this planned so something like that something like that we are gonna keep on trucking yeah uh that's i guess about where we are um i also just one more time want to say hey listeners stay the fuck home yeah. We love you. We want you to continue to be happy and healthy. Um, stay the fuck home. Stay the fuck and home. And wash your hands. Fucking wash your hands. Wash it's them. not that hard. Wash them and it's stop touching your face. And has anybody else noticed that, like, the minute someone tells you not to touch your face, your whole face starts itching? Because mine does. Yep. Like, yep. I'm struggling really hard not to scratch my nostril right now because it's itching mm -hmm. a lot. And mm -hmm. I'm going to mm -hmm. mm -hmm. break that rule and use, like, my shirt. Yep. That's what <laughs> like, I've been doing. I've it's been doing a lot of, so a lot of shirt hard. touching. It's so hard. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, yeah, folks. Um, and check in with your family. Like, yeah. I've been spending a lot of time on email and on the phone lately, just especially mm -hmm. as someone who is thousands of miles away from my closest family aside from you cat 
Shut up. He just never shuts up. No. Um, just like call your grandma, you know, or whoever it is that's far away that you're worried about. Who's it? Yeah. Just, you know, call them, call them up. Like yeah. I did a roll yep. call for my family. I just sent out an email and I was like, all right, everybody check in. Like <laughs> where are you at? What's going on? So, yep. Yeah. I've been doing a similar thing spending time just sort of going through my phone, yeah. checking in, um, trying to trying to keep stock of of who who is where and how they are and yeah check in yeah check in love each other take care of each other yeah yeah uh all right so shall we talk about fair maid of the west a little bit this is a lot like the first pirates of the caribbean isn't it (laughs) yeah like I, i mean in the like uh you know the sort of star-crossed lovers like separated by class but also like he has to put out to sea because he's in danger Mm -hmm. and so she goes to sea to rescue him like it's very Pirates of the Caribbean to me yeah (laughs) okay well uh then let us let us turn now to to the task at hand um and this is going to be sort of an abbreviated uh yeah. version of a 101 episode um yeah. we we will tell you a little bit about thomas haywood who wrote this we'll give you a summary uh we'll read a little bit and that's it's about what we're gonna do for you this week because we yeah. just talked a lot about the coronavirus yeah that's about all we got in us guys yeah, yeah. sorry yeah <laughs> yeah all righty so um, it's time to meet the contemporary thomas haywood woo. This is your life. Yeah, uh, he was born sometime uh, between 1570 and 1575. We don't know. There are a lot of conflicting dates. Mm. Uh, He definitely died in 1641, but we don't for sure know what day. uh, (laughs) Because the only thing we know is the day he was buried. Sure. So there's that. Um, Also, maybe he went to Cambridge? (laughs) Great. I love these historical records about these folks. I know. So great. He wrote for the Admiral's Men beginning in the 1590s. Remember, that's the rival company to Shakespeare's company. Um, he was also a member of the Lord Strange's Men and Queen Anne's Men at other times. He may have written or helped write as many as 230 plays, but only a tenth of that survives. Only 23 survive, but the ones that do are fucking batshit bonkers <laughs> crazy so pants. Good. They're so good. They I love are, everything Haywood that I've ever read. They're nutty. They really are. Um, so his first play may possibly have been something called The Four Apprentices of London, which is about four apprentices who become knights and travel to Juice Jerusalem uh, and may may have been uh, intended as like a burlesque on the old romance genre. Um, but also uh, it's it's more likely that it was meant to like pander to the apprentices of London who mm. would have been the the target audience um, for a, a play like this sure. and it's also dedicated to to apprentices mm-hmm. um, this play's popularity was satirized in Beaumont and Fletcher's Night of the Burning Pestle which makes fun of uh, citizens having sort of low quality taste in drama um, <laughs> sure does <laughs> there's that uh he also wrote uh, a two-part history play. To, uh, sorry, yeah, uh, 
two two history plays that go together. Um, the first one is called Edward the Fourth, and the second one is called If You Know Not Me, You Know Nobody, or The Troubles of Queen Elizabeth. Uh, and they respectively concern the Wars of the Roses and the life of the queen, um, contrasted with that of the preeminent merchant and financier, Thomas Gresham. Oh. Um, and that's not Queen Elizabeth I, that's Queen Elizabeth King Edward's wife. Ah, uh, yes. Elizabeth yeah. Rivers. That one. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Because... Yep. Elizabeth the first came way after the Wars of the Roses. Yes. yes. So. Interesting. Fascinating mm-hmm. stuff. Um, Haywood's mm-hmm. best known plays are his domestic tragedies and comedies. His masterpiece, his piece de resistance, uh, is generally considered to be a little ditty called A Woman Killed with Kindness, uh, acted in 1603, printed in 1607, uh, a domestic tragedy about an adulterous wife who later kills herself in shame of her own infidelity. Um, I was in a reading of that when we were first years (laughs) in the program, in the graduate program, and I got to play Wendell, the seducer Mm. of that Mm. woman, killed Mm. with her own kindness. Mm. Oh, and the kindness that kills her, spoiler alert, is her husband's, like, forgiveness of her, so she, like, dies of shame. Um, Because that's how domestic tragedies work. Women fall, and then they die of shame. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes literally, mostly figuratively. I like A Woman Killed with Kindness. Yeah. Uh, I do not think that it is his masterpiece. Uh, I think this play, Fair Maid of the West, is the actual tits. Um, <laughs> big fan. Big fan. Also, Fair Maid of the Exchange has one of like the most batshit endings of any play I've ever read. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, so that's great. Anyway, uh, let me let me hear your five word unhelpful title for this oh, play. Oh yes, um, mine is six words actually, but I feel like it is fine. Uh, I mean, a is hardly a word. So uh, mine is nevertheless she persisted on a boat. Amazing. Uh, mine is badass. Nope, nope, that's not what mine is. Mine is barmaid turns badass pirate queen. Yep. Uh, yeah, so let's talk Dramatis Personae, but only the really important <laughs> ones. And you know what? It's a fucking short little cast list anyway, and the it's names so are so pedestrian. Tight. Like, yeah, they're so, uh, well, let's get yeah. to them. Yeah. Uh, so we, we're going to start with Spencer, who is a captain. Spencer. Like, that's just, okay. I know. Uh, I know. Uh, he, he loves a lady named Bess. She's a barmaid. Yeah. Uh, then there's Carol, who's a no-good Nick. And a dude, just to yeah. make that clear. <laughs> like, yeah. this Carol is a man. Um, yep. There's a guy named Goodlack, who's Spencer's bestie. Uh, and then we have Rough Man, <laughs> who, who, as you might guess, is is a bit of a rough man. Yeah. Um, and he's he's a customer of Bess's in the bar. Yeah. They're also, like captains and and pirates and tapsters and, and drawers and, and yeah. yeah there's like all kinds of like there's a little, chic you know yeah there's supporting characters but these yeah. are the ones that made it into this summary yeah because um, they are so. who matter so uh yeah. jess tell us a little more about why this play should be so goddamn popular well bess is uh, a badass who owns her own business and gets what she wants and also like travels the world and becomes a pirate queen. Uh, so I, what else do you need in a play? Frankly? Yeah. Like, no, sign me up. I'll do it. Yeah. I'll, yep. Yeah. Yep. Gladly watch that. That's a good Sounds one. Sounds like fun. That's a good one. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So we are now going to summarize the Fair Maid of the West for you in a segment that this week we're calling Becoming a Pirate Queen is all well and good, but now's not the time. Stay the fuck home and wash your hands. Timely. Topical. Yeah. <laughs> Staying relevant. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm not even going to bother to time this one. Yeah, it's because fine. Act, act five is like two sentences Great. uh we were this is not going to take us five minutes to get through this right. okay so in act one spencer and bess are in love Aww. bess is a a barmaid and spencer is a captain uh who is somewhere sort of above her station although it's not really clear how how far above her he is as he visits her in her tavern many other men want bess's attention and will not leave them alone mm-hmm. spencer kills carol the no good nick uh, and then he has to flee because he's done a murder He leaves Plymouth, and he tells Beth that if he survives, he will meet her in Cornwall. Mm. He gives her a hundred pounds to set herself up in a tavern there in Cornwall. His buddy Goodlack advises him to, like, test her love before he commits to her, because... It's an early modern play. Right. Men always um, need to be testing the ladies. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Bess leaves for Cornwall and Spencer gets the fuck out of the country. Yeah. In act two, Bess is set up in her new tavern and all the dudes want to be near her because that's how she rolls. Rough man sees her and decides that he wants her and he's a total dick about it and he's being aggressive and he's posturing. She devises a trick to play on him to catch him out as a coward. She misses Spencer a lot. And elsewhere, Spencer gets in a fight with two of the captains from the bar fight in Act 1, and they kill him. He tells his will to Goodlack, giving him instructions to leave a portion to Bess if she's chaste and constant, or to then keep it for himself if she turns out to be lewd. Do you see where this is going? I do. <laughs> Bess cross-dresses as her own brother, very smart, challenges Roughman to a duel. He's definitely a coward. She tells him to shape up and fly right, but since there are no witnesses, he doesn't actually plan to change his ways. And guess what? Spencer didn't die! But someone else called Spencer dead the same night. Oh, someone else called Spencer died the same night, so all his friends think he's dead. So there were two Spencers. Yeah. One time. Got it. Uh, good luck. Heads off to find Bess to find out if she's constant or a whore. And if she is a whore, he gets to keep all of Spencer's money for himself. So he's got lots of motive to slander her. Spencer gets on a ship bound for England some 10 months Hence, knowing that Bess will hear of his death before he arrives. But he doesn't really try to circumvent that. Dun, dun, dun. In Act 3, Bess reveals that it was she herself that bested Roughman, and he finally agrees to shape up and fly right after uh, a rather Falstaffian embellishment of the mm. situation and his bravery and prowess. Sure. Because what a fucker. Uh-huh. Uh, Goodlack arrives in Cornwall, and he inquires about Bess. The mayor tells him how great she is and says he wants to marry her to his only son, thereby making him rich. Goodlack isn't happy to hear this and says he'll find it in him to upset her reputation so he can keep Spencer's money. He turns up at the tavern and abuses Bess, verbally. Her sorrow and constancy wins him over in the end, however, and he bestows Spencer's portion of his money uh, on onto her. She gives him the money to buy and outfit a ship and says they'll take a journey. To where? Why? It's not important. Drama! She's got plans. She needs, she's the only one who needs to know. This is a need-to-know thing. Okay. Yeah. In Act 4, Spencer is taken prisoner by the Spanish, 
Bess makes the mayor of Cornwall the executor of her will and gives away most of her fortune, and Bess and co. set out on their journey. Bess dictates that the ship be completely rigged out in black. Bess apparently has turned pirate queen. Uh, She turns up in Spain, where quote-unquote Spencer's body is buried, and says she wants to take his body home with her. Gross. Bess's ship gets in a gunfight with another ship. Goodlack gets hurt, but they win the day and take some Spanish prisoners. Here comes Spencer. Spencer recognizes Bess, but she's cross-dressing, so he doesn't quite place her, and she thinks he's a ghost, and she faints. Then there's a chorus out of nowhere, and they tell of a pirate queen, Bess's many successes. Ha <laughs> Bess's many successes. Uh, and how she lands in Barbary and puts on her woman's weeds again for a hot second, and then gets taken up by the Moors, who, for some reason, are collecting Christian women. In Act 5, we learn that, holy shit, Bess is 16! What?! 16! Bess is 16. Uh, Spencer and Bess are reunited, the King of Barbary presides over their wedding, the end. She's out here kicking ass and taking names at 16 years of age. I love yeah. it. Respect. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, what a wackadoodle play. I love this play. <laughs> How I fun. I love this play. How love fun. Love it. Uh, all right. Um, well, let's now. Let's read a little bit. Yeah, let's read a little bit. Now it's time for a taste of text. In which we read a small but crucial scene from the play to give you a little mm-hmm. bit of its flavor. So, if you're reading along at home from the uh, link that we will also put on our landing page, so -hmm. you can read this for free from uh, Mm -hmm. Thanks, Folger, Uh, we are at WLN120. I don't know what WLN stands for. Uh, It's something line number. Yeah, line number. That makes sense. Maybe web line number? Mm, Maybe. That would make sense. So, anyway, that's where we're at. At the entrance of Bess, it's towards the beginning of the play. Uh, the entrance of Bess in the in the bar, and there's a mm-hmm. little interlude between her and Spencer and good luck. So, yeah. who who would you like to read? Um, let me read Bess because she's a badass. Great, and she's 16, and I'm younger than you. <laughs> Not 16, but <laughs> I am younger than you. So, okay, that has its own kind of logic. That's fine. Uh, then oh, I will uh... read. I will read Good Luck and Spencer, and I will uh, do some voices. I guess. Amazing. It's going to be fun. You're going to lust after me? Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's sort of my constant. How's that different from every other day? Yeah, it's my constant (laughs) state of being anyway, so it's fine. Very good. I'm used to it. Used to it. So, see, she's come. Sweet Master Spencer, you are a stranger grown. Where have you been these three days? The last night I sat up late at game. Here, take this bag and lay it up till I can, till I call for it. Sir, I shall. Bring me some wine. I know your taste, and I shall please your palate. Troth, tis a pretty soul. To thee I will unbosom my thoughts. Were her low birth but equal with her beauty, here would I fix my thoughts. You are not mad, sir? You say you love her. Never question that. Then put her toot. (laughs) Win opportunity. She's the best bod if, as you say, she loves you, she can deny you nothing. I have proved her unto the utmost test, examined her, even to a modest force, but all in vain. She'll laugh, confer, keep company, discourse, and something more, kiss. But beyond that, she can no way be drawn. Tis a virtue, but seldom, but seldom, but seldom found in taverns. Tis the best of the grave's wine, sir. Gramercy, girl, come sit. 
Pray pardon, sir, I dare not. I'll hat so. My fellows love me not and will complain of such a saucy boldness. Pox on your fellows. I'll try whether they'll their petal pots or heads be harder. But if I do but hear them grumble, sit now, Bess, drink to me. To your good voyage. <laughs> Come sit on my lap. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Yay. So hot. A little bit of tavern flirting. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. <clears throat> yeah. So. Um. As Aubrey just said, the the whole text is available via Folger digital texts, and we'll throw a link up on our website to yeah. that. God bless the Folge. Yes. God bless. It's a nice short little play. Yeah. Super fun. It is. It is. Highly recommended. Yeah. Uh, and that's about where we'll leave it yeah. for today. We're not going to do a game this time. No. And no. Uh, any of our Shakes Bubble gossip, I mean, really, it's just it's, all of our friends are closing their doors right and left. And yeah. You know, or or having to teach virtually or whatever that we've yep. already covered. So, yep. you know, the only thing we can say now is just thank you for listening. We hope you leave this podcast more informed than when you started. And yeah. Stuff. Uh, tune in next week. Um, the the powers that be have twisted my arm, uh, and we're we're going to do something that I said that we would never do on any podcast of mine, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about a Johnson play. We kind of so, have to. We don't have to. I mean, but the alchemist, the whole like premise of the alchemist is that I the know. actors are back in the theater after a plague. I know. I know. Like, I come know. on. I know. It's very timely and relevant it, and topical. And I mean, we're, so we're going to talk about the alchemist next week, which is the only Johnson play. It's the only that Johnson I play. Like in any way. And it is the only one I ever said I would ever do if we ever did a Johnson play, but I can't believe we're doing a Johnson play because fuck that guy. You know what? It's 2020 and all bets are off is all I'm saying. Like, it's the wild fucking West right now. This is the first horseman of the apocalypse. So so stay, stay safe, stay healthy, take care of each other. We will see you next week for more gallows humor. Whamlet out. Whamlet out. If you enjoyed our podcast, please tell your friends, rate us, leave us a review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. For show notes and other fun stuff, you can visit our website at www.hurlyburlyshakespeareshow.com. Yeah, get in touch with us. Tell us what you're working on and thinking about. Email us at holla at hurlyburlyshakespeareshow.com. You can also find us at hurlyburlyshakes on Instagram. Or at hurlyburlyshake, no S, on Twitter. The Hurly Burly Shakespeare Show is produced and edited by Aubrey Whitlock and Jess Hamlin. All opinions you heard are strictly our own and not affiliated with the institutions we represent. Get chickens and cows. Oh my god. Milking. <laughs> if only my making, yard were big enough own... and flat enough. <laughs> right. You could get like a cow and a chicken. Yes, a miniature you could cow. Get like a yes. tiny cow. Is there you like a have... Shetland pony version of a cow? Like right? I would do there that. Must be. Mustn't there? Somewhere in the world is there like a mini cow? I don't that'd be that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.